Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the return of the show. My name is Abraham, and with me is my co host, Ben, and today. We are talking about the one and only Chainsaw Man, episode four. Indeed we are. And also, if you are, again, one of the people who has watched our content but are still not subscribed, I very much would like you to subscribe. And this time, I'm not going to threaten you. I'm going to give you an offer. If you subscribe, you may consensually touch my boob. Now, there's not a lot going on there. We do not have the video podcast today, but I can assure you that there's not a ton of substance, but you may, if you can find me. Back to you, Abraham. Just for the next few minutes, Ben, could you just describe your chest again, just in graphic detail? In just graphic the... detail. No, 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 don't. No, 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 no. That was that was not an invitation. That was a joke. I'm getting mixed signals from you, Abraham, on what you want me to do. Describe my chest to the audience. Let me make it a little bit more clear. Today we are only talking about episode four, Rescue. Today we're going to be talking about deals with devils. That was really uh, the forefront of this episode, along with some killer action, some great animation. But opening thoughts, our man, our boy, he did it. He did it. He did it. I I, I called this last episode. Like, I think his goals are going to get progressively just like... He wants to experience the base levels of being an adult man 
Yeah. But he can only think so far ahead because of his previous neglected life. And he got to touch some boobies. Well, not yet. He's going to. I, I, I would hope he gets to do it in the beginning of next episode. Unless like a demon bursts through the window and then stops him or some other. I think it's kind of perfect of the idea of you get to touch them. And also, I just want to say that last scene was so horny. Like, if it was just a fade to black and we don't see it, but we just get confirmation that he touched some boobs, I'd be fine with that. I would be too, yeah. I think that might be more appropriate, given everything we're going to be talking about later in the episode. My big takeaway from this episode as well, and people have been talking about this online, but I feel like today was a very great example of this. Denji, despite being a character that is very sexually motivated, he is leagues different from other characters within the perv archetype and it is a very good thing yeah it's very refreshing to have a character just not run and do the thing without consent it's very important that that is even though like that's that's the bare minimum i should just we should just make that very very clear like this is not something to celebrate in terms of like worldwide achievements but for the genre of anime this is unprecedented, which is sad. I think it's a little bit more within the, um, again, within the shonen genre. I'm sure that there are plenty Ichie animes and more things that are inherently designed to be spicy, where the MC or whatever sexually active character understands consent and actively acts upon it. It's difficult because I don't want to call this a shonen, but it has a lot of the tropes of a shonen. So within this archetype of a show, it is kind of unheard of. Like, we have characters that everyone hates, like Mineta, and, like, also characters that people love, but they hate certain things about. Like, um, if we're going to Naruto... Jiraiya. Jiraiya. There's a reason why we like Kakashi over Jiraiya, and it's for this reason. It, it's just nice to see. It's nice to see a character that's, like, I'm still gonna be, like, very sexually crazed, but at the same time, I'm going to respect all the women in my life. What a what a concept. What what a concept. What a concept. Who, who knew? And uh anime or I guess anime directors and manga writers take note because I think Chainsaw Man is it could be one of the cultural shifts. I hope it is for the genre that might urge other writers to engage in this type of content in this way. Regardless, there is something that we do have to discuss which is the magic system again further explored and it does relate back to what we just talked about about consent and you know this transactional relationship so first let's go ahead and jump into the making of deals aki is the one to explain this as he gives us a very good demonstration of his fox devil he uses this to save denji and he explains that to call on the power of a devil you need to lose a part of your body in order to, you know, summon it. All of the members of the DA use devils to fight, and it seems like all of them, you know, do have some ailments, though some we can't see. Aki, we see he loses his skin later in the hospital. There was one woman, I don't know her name, but she has an eye patch, so it's possible that she lost an eye in order to make this deal with a devil. And, you know, obviously Denji is a strange case because he lost a part of his body permanently, but 
he's able to infuse the power of the devil within himself like a fiend. So he is a sort of hybrid between these two camps, devil hunter and fiend. I, I think the show illustrates it very perfectly. And honestly, the second that this sort of system was explained to us, we actually got a very good idea of what the actual controlling idea and controlling themes of this show now are. Um, to illustrate this, the idea of making deals with devils is both literal and metaphorical in this show. So we have Denji, who obviously makes the deal with Pochita, which is still a deal with the devil that comes out favorably for Denji, that he now gets to live his life as long as he shows Pochita in his heart what everything's going on. He makes a deal with Aki with following orders, Makima to become her pet, and power to um, consensually touch her boobs. And he even waits for the go-ahead and gets quite a good deal. Well, sure, it's quite a good deal for him. I, I, I'll say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm glad that power... It's also funny... Power was not going to hold up her end of the bargain until Denji saved her cat. She was not going to. And then she was like, hey, but you helped me save my cat. Plus, you saved me with Aki because, you know, Denji was the one who covered for her in the first place. He didn't need to do that. And he didn't even do it necessarily with the expectation that he would receive a favor from it. So I do think that there is a little bit of a, I don't know, I think it's commendable what they're, what they're doing with this with specifically the relationship with Denji and power. Well, it's curious because um what the show is sort of getting at with the idea of a deal with the devil is again a transactional relationship and usually one that is heavily weighted against you. Um yeah. now this show is obviously calling that a little bit into question with uh things like just Pochita right off the bat. That's a deal with the devil that is being rewarded favorably. However, Makima, who may or may not be human, is one that is likely not going to be favorable to Denji in the long run. Because obviously the show has to have conflict that rises and him making that choice is going to bite him in the ass just based off of where the story is going. So the idea of making a deal with the devil and like, again, this is, I mean, this is something that we even see in Attack on Titan. It's something that is always supposed to be not favoring the protagonist but that is this show inherently is calling that into question which i find kind of refreshing but also has me a little bit worried what makes you say that i'm actually curious why what would you what are you worried about these are relationships that i think everyone has with someone you, odds are the first thing you can think of is with an employer yeah i it's like i am doing something for you with for money that's the nature of a transactional relationship. But these relationships can also exist within um, family units, friendships, and other elements. And when that starts sort of bleeding into everything else, that's where transactional relationships can become more problematic. Because what ends up happening is that even when you are trying to build like trust in a real relationship or just faith or anything that is non-transactional, there is now this pretense of the relationship inherently being transactional. So essentially, this is kind of where like the idea of power dynamics come in, which is also the reason why I think that the show is so sexually coded. I, wait, well, 
it's very obviously sexually coded, but I feel like that's one of the reasons why sexuality is in the code here, because there are power dynamics that a lot of people know, hey, you should not mix power dynamics and sex. That is a very clear thing. And I feel like while um, Denji and power are actually on the same level, they're on even footing, which, as we discussed previously, they might be an example of a healthy relationship. Um, Denji and uh, Makima, or even Aki and Makima, are not. And as we have seen from previous episodes and this episode, there are things about that relationship with Makima where it is looking way more sketchy. Yeah, I, I, I will say the one thing that gives me hope is, is like you said, it's the multifaceted nature of these relationships with devils. I mean, we have seen for a fact that there's two devils currently in the show, Pochita and and Power, who are 100% confirmed not to be as ill-intentioned as others might believe them to be. I mean, sure, Power loves blood, and sure, she was willing to throw Denji under the bus, but it was, I mean, you could argue it's for a good reason. On the other hand, we've also seen de uh, deals with devils that have gone completely awry. I mean, in the first episode, we saw the zombie devil completely overtake all of the mob bosses because of that deal that they had made. Eventually, they had just, you know, become mindless husks that this devil inhabited. So I understand your concern, and I definitely share that in some sense. But just given how we've already gotten two very positive relationships that are associated with devils and... You know, we've already seen one instance of one going awry. I think the show is toying with this idea of saying, like, not every relationship, be it one with a devil or a person, is wrong or... Yeah, that, they're, that a quid pro quo can't be a bad thing. Because even Pochita, the, the deal that he made with Pochita was just, I'll be your heart, I want you to show me your dream. It was... It's transactional in some in in in, a, in an essence, but that's actually where I think the heart of this is going. And again, we'll have to see how the thematic elements of this show go on as things are happening. But I think that at the heart of it, like Pochita's deal sucks for Pochita, like that hardly feels transactional, even though there is definitely a transactional element there, because ultimately Pochita is just asking Denji to live for himself at the end of the day. But she's just not really getting much out of that. That being said, I think there might even be an element to that with Denji and power. Because again, I, I've seen another thing arguing that Denji, despite the fact that the writers are like, ah, he's motivated only by boobs, he might actually be considered a very empathetic person. The idea that he, even though he's saying that it's for one thing, he still helped power ultimately because he sympathizes with her and is ultimately trying to do the right thing. But also, up until this point, Denji's only relationships have been transactional with the mob. The only healthy relationship that he's had was with Pochita, his pet, which was not an incredibly transactional relationship. It was, they helped each other because it was the only way to survive, but that was it. I mean, no, it was pretty transactional. I mean, if... It was like, you save me, I save you. And the reason why, because Denji gave him his blood, and with that, basically got a contract with the devil and you started using it for his own personal needs, just to survive. Fair. And that was kind of, and the inverse of that was repaid with 
you know, with Pochita becoming his heart. The yeah. only reason why Pochita was probably willing to do that was because of the original deal that Denji made. You know, you saved me, now I save you. Yeah, so I guess the real question here is, it, because transactional relationships are, um, they are, it is a somewhat neutral term, but there is such a dark side to it, so I wonder if the show is going... I mean, obviously, this is now the main sort of sticking point for the show. This is a thing that's going to be reoccurring and has already happened a ton. So I guess the question is going to be at the end of the day, at the end of this manga, at the end of the story, what is it going to say about this element, which we'll kind of have to wait and see. But one thing that I'm very curious about, which will give us a further insight into this, is Aki and Makima's relationship. Yes, it will. And you know, it's funny. I thought there was some elements of that in episode two when Aki first beat up Denji and said, said something along the lines of Makima doesn't need to be spending her time with someone like you or you don't, or you don't need to be spending time with Makima. At first, I thought that that was an indication of Makima's bad news. You don't want anything to do with her. But then as revealed in episode three, Aki thinks highly of Makima. And now with this revela revelation, with the phone call uh, after Power becomes Aki's third roommate, or second, sorry, <laughs> I should say second roommate, because, you know, there's two of them now. Yep. He starts to blush when Makima says, you're the only one I can trust. Yeah, I feel like it's very clear that he likes her in some way. So there's at least a feeling of admiration there. But these are two characters that we have not even kind of begun to fully explore yet. So, uh, like, we're seeing little hints and pieces. I mean, we know that Aki, like, has some motivation of revenge, I believe, but I don't think we've been given much else other than that. Yeah, Denji is the one who just says revenge. Like, he wants revenge, but I don't think that was clear. Maybe it was just a, an assumption made by his demeanor during the third episode. I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, it's tough to say. I think that uh, Aki made it very clear that he fucking hates devils. And then, of course, the idea that he has a devil that he works with baffles Denji for good reason. But again, if we're talking about this deal with the devil sort of metaphor and everything, and obviously, like, I, I do not trust Makima. <laughs> and they've been keeping her further and further in the background since her introduction. I feel like there has to be some element here between the two of them. Now, whether it's a similar thing to Denji of her just sort of being like kind of breadcrumbing him or if it's something else kind of remains to be seen. Well, there is definitely a power dynamic between the two, and it's established through very smart camera work and staging. Aki is outside of the room when Makima is doing her meeting in the second episode, I believe. He's also driving her while she is behind him. The staging of the two makes them feel far apart, and they are rarely ever seen in the same frame, or at least looking eye to eye at each other. That is true. So I definitely am in the same boat with you. There is something weird about the relationship. We just don't know enough, but I think it's very clear that Makima does not feel the same way about Aki as Aki feels about Makima. I think even though Maki says you're the only one I can trust, I would be willing to wager that that is just another manipulation tactic, though I don't, again, 
I, whether or not it's malicious, I don't know. But at the very least, it is trying to get him to do the thing that she wants, which is to just take care of power, you know? Yeah. Make sure that she is within a tight leash. No, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. I think Makima knows exactly what she's doing. I think she knows the effect that she has on both of the men within this and is very much willing to wield that. Now, again, I mean, like we had some speculation last time because of her very not human eyes that she might not be all that she seems. And that is a very intentional character design choice. Now, I don't know if this is potentially indicative of the kind of devil that she is, if she is a devil or a fiend in some way, or if she is something closer to uh, what Denji is and is some sort of like human leaning fiend. Either way, the fact that she is put into this position of power, the fact that she is willing to wield the affection or admiration that Aki has of her in order to just get him to not question her and to do the damn job is telling of what kind of character she is. Yeah. Again, we'll have to just wait and see to really, really see Makima's true colors. But time will tell. Uh, in the meantime, there is a little bit of speculation that we have to do on our end. Because there were two, one drop, one name drop that was very interesting, and then just one other thematic element that ties into both Aki and Makima. So first, let's talk about the very, very, very tiny line drop. This is speculation spoiler, so if you don't want to listen, click away now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So there was mention by Aki that both of the devils that they encountered in this episode, the leech devil and the bat devil, neither of them had traces of gun flesh. And gun was capitalized. At first, I thought that this meant, you know, bullets or, you know, gunpowder residue or something of that nature that they were looking for. But then I remembered none of them use weapons. All of them use devils to fight other devils. So it doesn't make sense for them to be looking for literal guns. So does this mean that there is a gun devil that they are actually looking for? I absolutely think so because there's one thing that's been bugging me since i watched this episode denji's arm was specifically shot off we heard a gunshot go off and again as you said the second that we take a look at the other devil hunters not a single one's holding a gun for a moment when they finally showed that aki was there i thought that they were going to reveal that aki was the one with the gun and shot denji's arm off for some reason oh you're right to potentially start this or get him killed 
that's where I thought it was going. But no, Aki instead it like bust out his fucking fox devil. And then we get to see, oh, no, he's not using a gun. And then we see the other characters. None of them have obvious guns out. Yeah, so how did his arm get blown off? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. There were other devils watching. For whatever reason, other devils were drawn to the carnage that was being created by the bat devil and uh, Denji's fight. So if there is an extra element there of like, ah, they're drawn to spilt blood or chaos, or if the bat devil was secretly a bigger player, that remains to be seen. But it does seem like they were at least maybe actively hunting the gun devil. And as we stated previously, devils get their power from how much their object or concept is feared. And I think we said last episode, like, ah, a gun devil would be insane. Well, here's our evidence. There's very likely a gun devil. Yeah, and it is clear that there is a connection between devils, like maybe not like a crime syndicate, but at the very least, the bat devil and the leech devil were in a relationship. I think she called him his her babe. Yep. <laughs> like you, you kill no, you killed my man. That's what she said in the yes. episode. So, I, I, I don't think that that's far off. That there is more going on between the devils. As to what drew them, yeah, that still remains to be seen. I mean, I'm trying to think about like what we've seen in the past episodes that like that would draw to that. But I, I'm drawing a blank. I got nothing. Really. No, I, I don't think we've gone that far. I feel like if there is a gun devil that's hiding out somewhere, he may be a fiend, which is the reason why he didn't make himself very obvious, which I mean, that would actually kind of explain some of the uh, weirder looking characters we've seen in the intros. Yeah, one of them could be the gun devil. Yeah, I mean, we've seen other weird looking metallic fiends, so it, it's possible that that will be a thing. I mean, the fact that they named that they were looking for gun flesh. They were either like, ah, maybe one of them ate the gun devil, but that's not the case. So he's still got to be out there. This is, I mean, Occam, excuse me, not Occam's razor, a uh, Chekhov's gun. He's going to show up. He is literally a gun devil. So yeah, we're going to see and, him. And I think you're right that he is going to be a fiend. I think that that information that uh, Makima gave in episode two, where she says, you know, they don't want, you know, fiends in sight because of their, of their noticeable features if this guy is a gun fiend he probably has like a gun for a face or something or like bullet <laughs> holes or something weird so he probably was like perched like a sniper and then did and orchestrated this uh this attack not necessarily by the bat devil but by the leech devil yeah I, I can't, like, make any calls on if there's, like, devil syndicates. Like, clearly they can have relationships, so if we're furthering the plan, then maybe it's possible that they have a grand goal. But the only evidence that we've seen of that so far is the idea that the leech devil wanted to eat all of humanity with her partner, but that wasn't able to happen. Um, yeah. But I, I, as far as, like, greater goals for demons are concerned... I just don't know what their end game would be other than eat everyone right now, because so far they've been portrayed as very simplistic without any additional goals. But again, it's episode four. We're going to learn so much more. Indeed. Speaking of uh, the the well, I forgot my segue. So, you know, what? fuck that. Let's talk about dreams. Uh, that's another thematic element. <laughs> 
that was explored and very, very pointedly said in this episode. There were, I think, were three or four pieces of dialogue that literally said the word dreams. Denji's dream is obviously very simplistic. Uh, what is Power's dream? Powers, I would assume, is to was to find her cat. I, I think that her focus is going to shift in time in the same way that Denji's is going to. These characters have a lot in common. They both just have to think about the short term. And the short term is frankly enough for them both to get by because they are kind of simple in their own unique ways. With power, I think we'll see something new come up. But she has her cat now. She gets to she gets to live. Like things have worked out really well for her. So she's got to figure out what the next thing that she wants to do is. And I'm sure she'll follow through. And she'll probably go on that same journey with Denji. Now that the two of them are living together, their home life seemed very, very wholesome, especially before the uh, the bathroom scene where she basically fulfills the offer. But two other characters that are kind of in the dark, where we've gotten a little bit of information about them, Aki and Makima. What do we think their dreams are? Ben, I want to hear your thoughts first on what you think these characters want. So... Okay, again, pure speculation. I think Aki has some sort of greater fulfillment that he's looking for. He's made it very clear that he's super serious about this. Uh, I believe Denji may have projected revenge onto him, but I think his goals might have more to do with Makima based off of everything that we've seen. Now, I don't think if it's anything like, I'm in love with her and I want to get married, but I think that he might have a goal that to at least maybe repay her. Which, if you're thinking about it, that would explain their relationship. That would explain the affection that he has for her. But I also think that he does have some sort of pent-up hatred that may need to be exacted. Now, Makima is where I think it gets much more interesting. I think Makima really, really wants this experimental unit to work out. Now, her end goal and the reasons for that will totally flip based off of um, whether or not she's human. Because if she really wants this to work out, and she is human, then there might be some sort of greater backstory reason, some sort of like actual need for revenge, or some sort of needing to prove something that is going on here. But so far, we do not know much about what makes her tick. Now, if she is a devil she might be trying to normalize having devils have a little bit more free will in whatever shape and form within the uh, Devil Hunters Association. And furthermore, because we know that there is conflict potentially with both the U.S. and with Russia wielding devils as weapons, there may be a further goal there to either intervene in this conflict or start said conflict interesting okay i have a very different take than you are but i mean that that could very well be the case just given by everything that we've got so the first thing you said about denji projecting onto aki uh i'm wondering if that's if it's him projecting or if that's just the writer just telling us exactly what's going to happen and here's the thing given how the, he was the one to explain the gun flesh situation what if this is just classic anime, his parents, family, whatever, was killed by a devil, 
and the devil that killed them was the gun devil. Maybe he's got a vendetta against this devil, which would translate and correlate with the other devils that he hates. Power, you know, everybody else. That, that, that might be something. I don't know. Again, it might just be, it might just be Denji projecting, but anime has a tendency to anime where they just say the thing. <laughs> so I also wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. As far as Makima is concerned, there was another scene that was, I found very, very interesting. And it goes back to the magic system that Makima explained. Makima said last episode that devils get their power based on how much they are feared, correct? Yes. In this episode, we saw testimonials from the people that Denji saved. And it dawned on me, like, if Denji becomes like a superhero, like a devil superhero, one that is not only directly in the line of conflict, not only is he a physical embodiment of a devil, but he also wouldn't that mean that he also benefits from this fear that people would have of him? So what if Makima's grand plan isn't to weaponize the devils, but the opposite, maybe to take them away, to eliminate the fear that comes from them entirely? Oh, because it, and it kind of dawned on me because you were talking about the transactional relationships and how, you know, deals with devils can also sort of be a positive, uh, can potentially be a positive dynamic in the show. What if that's what Makima's trying to do to destigmatize the nature of devils? And she's using this unit to, like, take away the fear. I don't, that's a wild, it's very wild that, that's theory. That's actually a wild theory. I mean, it's plausible. It would actually still fit, fit her as an antagonist, though, because she would be di potentially directly harming both Denji and Power in the process. If they start losing their powers and they're on the front line they could die because of that but her goal would still ultimately be complete if all the devils started becoming significantly less powerful like yeah yeah no i think there's some credence there um again this provides that she is human um which yes frankly until the show outright says it in a concrete way i will have a hard time believing it just because character design is so intentional Correct. I think that it's very clear, though, that both you and I are in the same corner where we believe that Makima, on a macro scale, is trying to do good. Yeah. Uh, again, that depends on what. I mean, macro in the, in the sense of trying to defend people of her, of her country. Yes, I, I, w I would agree with that. Um, unless she pulls a full 180 and goes like, ah, I was secretly building a devil army, and now I'm going to rule everything. That could very well be the case. She could go, yeah, she could rip off her lip cover, reveal a fake mustache. It could happen. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess we just got to find out. We got a whole season waiting ahead of us. Yes, we do. Only four episodes in, eight more to go. Tune in next week where we finally go over the age-old question Will Denji touch those boobs? Who knows? <laughs> Only time will tell. Thank you for watching and listening to the return of the show. My name's Abraham. That's Ben. And I already said it's the return of the show. Great, great sign off, Abraham. Great sign off. Yeah, I got to get better at them. I really do. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.